0: Another reason that perhaps happiness is spiraling down, not just staying the same, but it's going down, is because we're all starving for intimacy. We're starving for intimacy.
1: That's Max Strom, and this is The Depression Detox Show. to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. And we are wrapping up this week with a brand new featured speaker, author, and global breathing teacher, Max Strom. And today, Max is here to share his three imperatives to cultivate more happiness. Here's... Max Strom enjoy.
0: I want to talk about two extreme trends that are massively impacting our society. One you've been hearing a little bit about tonight, which is the exponential growth of technology or the really the explosion of technology. We see this happening all around. And the other is the decline of personal happiness in our society. And I'm going to talk about how I think they're related. Experts are now predicting that within the next 20 years, the human lifespan will be extended by a decade, maybe more. And we may even be able to reverse aging. And while you're pondering that, and its ramifications, think about this. It's predicted that the common computer, by around the same time, 20, 30 or so, will be as smart as a human being. Now, that doesn't just mean being able to do math really well. They do that now. What it means is they'll have human-like consciousness and will actually become self-aware. Now, these seemingly far-fetched predictions are not made by hacks. They're actually from the very top people in their field, many who've spoken at TED. But while all of these things are occurring and while we constantly need to update our, our apps... and our laptops, um, what's not occurring tragically is we're not growing happy, uh, more happy. Uh, there's no happiness explosion. Interestingly, simultaneously, we're becoming less happy. In the wealthiest cities across the world, we are stressed, depressed, and sleep-deprived. In America, we find, according to statistics, we're far less happy than we were only 20 years ago. Uh, In America, for example, did you know that we have almost one out of four women taking antidepressants or anti anxiety drugs every day? One out of four. And the men aren't far behind. And did you know that we have close to 70 million people taking sleep medication every night? 70, 70. So something isn't working in the wealthiest. industrial cities in the world. Now, if you're taking these medications, it doesn't mean you're a bad person, but what it means is you've gone to someone and you said essentially, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what to do, so could you prescribe me something? So, an explosion in technology and a decline in happiness. Now, you may have noticed that, um, as I mentioned, you have to update your your um, technological devices on a regular basis. But I want to talk about a few reasons why we may not be as happy as we used to be. One of the reasons is because, well, we have almost no education in terms of happiness. Almost none. Think about it. How much guidance and mentorship did you get when you were, let's say, a teenager, on how to become happy? I don't know about you, But me and my friends, we we received almost nothing. It was something you expected to discover as you grew older, like going through puberty. Your body started changing, and suddenly your voice changed, and it happened. Similarly with happiness. Uh, It just happens, doesn't it? We just discover it. The most important thing that we think we all want, no guidance, no education. Raise your hand if while you were in high school, you were formally given a conflict resolution course. (laughs) But what do we tell teenagers? Behave yourself. How? We're not going to tell you. (laughs) Ever. Yeah. But behave yourself. Okay, now raise your hand if while you were in high school, you were taught breathing exercises in order to manage your emotions. Anybody? No? As silly as that might sound, the largest population of people in this country that are taught how to breathe are who? Pregnant women. So doctors have acknowledged that if you send a woman to learn to breathe in a certain way before she gives birth, when she gives birth, she'll be able to Manage pain, to focus and not panic, and to calm the nervous system and lower the blood pressure in order to have a more successful birth. Now, what about the rest of us? (laughs) No, it doesn't work with the rest of us, evidently. If you go to the burn unit, I don't think they're being taught how to breathe. If you go to the vets' hospitals, I don't think think they're being taught how to breathe to manage their pain. But remember, not just physical pain. Emotional pain. So I think we're highly undereducated. Another reason that perhaps happiness is spiraling down, not just staying the same, but it's going down, is because we're all starving for intimacy. We're starving for intimacy. And when you think about it, when you think about how we're choosing to communicate these days, it shouldn't be the case. We're more connected now than ever, aren't we? That's what they say. Our smartphone connects us with anybody, anywhere in the world. It's amazing what the smartphone can do. But you don't have to show your hands, but I'll ask you this Do you think that your smartphone has actually improved your ability to communicate personally? The quality of your conversations have they gone up since you've gotten your smartphone? Do you communicate better with your teenagers? They don't even answer the phone, do they? <laughs> I have friends who say, I have to send my son a text or he'll never write me back or call me back. He won't answer the phone. Yeah. So we're starving for intimacy, yet we're choosing instead of a device which exists now, some of you have heard of this, it's called a computer with a screen, and there are different softwares that allow you to actually see your face, excuse me, the face of your, the person you're calling, and to hear their voice. We don't choo- we're not choosing to do that. We're choosing a little tiny device to hold in our hands and communicate with our thumbs. And then to humanize it, smiley face. <laughs> smiley face. Or a frown. <laughs> yeah, we're really connecting. And if we're also <laughs> and if we're also connected through the internet, through social networking, why are people becoming less considerate? It's interesting. Well, did you know that studies show that human beings communicate ninety percent nonverbally? Ninety percent nonverbally. We look at eye contact, body language. Tone of voice. So when you're having a a conversation, especially an emotional one, through text, you're having a 10% relationship. They're making great strides in robotics now. Some of you are aware of this. In case you're not, prepare yourself. We're going to have humanoid-type robots entering the workforce in the not-too-distant future. And they're being programmed now and trained to respond to our facial gestures, our tone of voice, our body language, and they respond appropriately to us. I've seen a TED Talk on this. It's fascinating. Now, I have no problem with humanizing robots, but I do have a problem with us voluntarily dehumanizing ourselves because while we're training robots to be more human, we're making less eye contact. We're not looking at the people around us. We're communicating always with someone somewhere else. So, if we're starving for intimacy, this could be part of it. Now, the answer to all this, I believe, is we must choose to accelerate our own personal evolution. We need to turn our attention inside to our own innate technology that we were born with, and do the work we need to do to become better people. And we just can't keep waiting for the right app to come along to do this for us. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I'm going to suggest three imperatives tonight. Three imperatives that you can begin tonight to help you on this road. Why do I call them imperatives? Those are pretty powerful words. The three imperatives. Because I don't think we can change the world until we change ourselves. Or we're going to continue to have the same problems... New era, same issues, new era, again and again. We're going to keep inventing things to solve the problems that we're creating. So if we really want to change the world, we have to look at the mirror and start there. Now, I define happiness as the daily experience of a meaningful life. The daily experience of a meaningful life. Because we know that external circumstances don't really predicate whether we're happy or not. And I think at the deepest levels of human fulfillment, we grossly overestimate what technology can do for us. So imperative number one, self-awareness. We don't need our laptop to become self-aware. We need to become self-aware. We need human-like consciousness. So what we need to do is, again, use Silicon Valley research and innovation on ourselves. So tonight, I'm going to give you homework. Your first assignment is to define happiness for yourself at the deepest level. Not just what brings you pleasure, you already know that, but what makes you want to get up in the morning and what inspires you. Share this knowledge with your family, because they need to know. And if you never go on this journey where you define exactly what it is that makes you happy. How do you expect to find it? So, first imperative oh, self awareness through self inquiry, your homework to find happiness. Number two, imperative number two, learn and think about your lifespan and your time as the same thing. Because I think we have this huge disconnect between our lifespan and our time. In other words, is life precious? Raise your hand if you don't think life is precious. Okay, so life is precious. We've determined this, empirical evidence. (laughs) Life is precious, our precious moments. Over here, time to kill. Over here, if I only had ten more years to live, what could I do? Over here, four hours of watching TV a day. Unknown hours of playing video games a day. Total disconnect. So demand that your technology, whatever technology you bring into your life, gives you more free time, not less of it. Like the washing machine, that's a good use of technology. Not only labor saving, time saving. Demand that your technology gives you more free time and simplifies your life. And the third imperative, and this one I'm going to have to talk a little bit more about, learn, study, and practice on a daily basis a regime which heals and empowers you. Which heals and empowers you. And this should include breathing exercises. Now, remember, why should we do that? I don't have time for that, really. Four hours of TV watching a day. Average American has four hours in front of the screen a day. We've determined that breathing helps to lower the blood pressure, calm the nervous system, lower the pressure, anger, stress, calm the nervous system, anxiety, depression, regulates physical pain and focuses the mind. Remember, breathing doesn't make you spaced out, I-don't-want-to-do-anything kind of person. It actually can really focus you with laser precision. Now, if you think you don't have time, those of you who are economic types, do a cost-benefit analysis. Do a cost-benefit analysis. I think you will find the time. Because as I said, we're not going to change the world fundamentally until we change ourselves what's the theme of this conference, the long view? Is there a subject more applicable to this theme than to go to the root of the cause of all the problems in the world and to dedicate ourselves for an hour a day to changing ourselves, to apply Silicon Valley style research and innovation to ourselves? I believe we have all of the Apps we need and technology we need within ourselves. Let's log on.
1: Big thanks to Max Strom for stopping by. You can connect with him by visiting his website, maxstrom.com. You can also check him out on Instagram at Max And his latest book is entitled, A Life Worth Breathing, A Yoga Master's Handbook of Strength." grace, and healing. And I'll have the link to connect with Max as well as a link to the entire talk. And they will all be in the show description. So you can go check that out. And before you go, don't forget to follow the show, share it, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast. And that's a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you back here Monday. So until then, stay strong. Later.